What's going on, gamers? Welcome back to the Graveyard. I'm the Graveyard Gamer, and thank you for joining me for this indie corner review of Plague Tale Innocence. I have to tell you, gamers, I've been looking at this game on the PS4 for several years. It just looked like one of those indie games that made me go, oh man, I really should try this. But I didn't really know much about it. And I didn't really read a lot of reviews that really went in detail to let me know if it was something I really wanted to play. Well, this past July, it was part of the PlayStation Plus collection, and it was the PS5 version of the game. So I was like, hey, win-win, let's do this. Downloaded it, I just got a chance to play it, and I gotta tell you, I'm not gonna beat around the bush, I'm not gonna make you wait too long, I'm gonna let you know, this game is absolutely amazing. I loved so much about this game, I couldn't wait to do this review to talk to you guys about it. So with that being said, let's jump in, let's break down what this game is, what it's like, and what I loved about it. Gamers, let's start off with the story first, and this game is set in the 14th century France, it's around 1390-something around there, it kind of jumps a little bit here and there. You play as a young girl, Amicia, and you have your younger brother, Hugo. Now, let me just say that this is not high fantasy. It's not high fantasy, but it's not grounded. There is a little bit of fantasy element added to some parts of the game, but ultimately, just so well done. You know, you start off, and you're very quickly going to have the castle you lived in come under attack under the Inquisition. All you know as Amicia is you're coming to get your younger brother. And from the first moment that you control Amicia and you run into Hugo, you can tell this is not a deep connection. You almost get the feeling that Hugo has been locked away for several years. You don't know why. You do eventually find things out. But I'm not going to get into too much heavy spoiler details in this because, man, the plot is so good you got to check it out. Ultimately, it's going to come down to your mom is going to get you guys out of the castle grounds. It seemingly seems like everybody is slaughtered. You and Hugo run. Guards are after you. And all of a sudden, the rats come. Because let's be serious. Bubonic Plague, what carried them? The rats. And man, they are in full force in this game. And they just devour the guards as you run by. And if you get too close to them, they will devour you as well. Ultimately, from there, you get this game. And I'm again, I'm going to stay away from a lot of the plot points itself. I'm going to talk more about the characters here. You get this game that really leans into the characters that you play around with, that you kind of interact with, and they are all done so well. This would have faltered if the voice acting wasn't perfect, and honestly, it is. There's not one character that I thought, ah, they're overdoing it. Amicia is like 16, maybe? Young girl. The voice actress that plays her plays her so well, where she's innocent, but she's desperate to make sure that her and her brother survive. Hugo, he's like four or five years old, and here's the thing about him. Most of the time when I see younger actors or younger characters, you're always like, ah, they're probably not going to be that great. But this guy is played so well, this character. I just, I absolutely loved him. Like, I wanted to protect him as Amicia the entire game. Then you're going to run into other people. You've got people like Lucas, who is, again, a, a younger kid who's going to be kind of the person trying to set up and do your alchemy. And he's just so well done in this game. He comes off so smart, but it seems genuine you've got Roderick who might be a little bit older he might be early 20s but he just he doesn't come off as the dumb jock he comes off as the guy willing to protect and do what he has to do for his friends you have a few other people that you interact with man I I absolutely loved it you can even talk about the villain in this game the villain in this game is just man he is the right kind of villain for this story where he's evil but it's just so well done but ultimately the crux of this game is is the relationship between Amicia and Hugo. Look, the only thing I can compare it to that people would understand, I think, is 
Joel and Ellie from The Last of Us because just like Joel and Ellie start off on a very cold note, that's how Amicia and Hugo start off. Like you can honestly tell that she kind of feels like this burden with her little brother of like, I don't really know this kid. Like, I've got to keep him safe because he's my little brother, but there's no really strong connection there. Throughout the course of this game, man, that connection grows stronger and stronger as they grow to depend on each other. She becomes like that second mom to him because she's in that position. And I just, I was blown away. It makes the game get you in situations where things are tense and all you can think about is, I've got to protect Hugo. I can't see this play out this way. And certain twists and turns in this game story will happen that will just have you going, oh no, this can't happen. This can't happen with all the different characters. And to me, when they can have you on the edge of your seat that much, well done. I mean, the story is handled so well in this game. Whew. Oh, I can't wait for the sequel. Okay, games. I know I was a little bit vague with the story and really talked more about the characters because I don't want to hit the spoilers. There's so many cool moments in there. But one thing I don't have to be vague about is the graphics. Ladies and gentlemen, on the PS5, this is a beautiful game. I, at no point in time, was like, eh, I don't know, it still looks like PS4. No, I was blown away the entire time I was playing this game. And look, this is a game that at certain points, there's probably thousands of rats on screen running around at one time. The character models all look fantastic. They all look different. They all fit the style that they're going for. And I was blown away. I mean, the architecture, the cities and the castles that you're going to be going through just... And talk about the lighting. This game deals a lot with lighting because the only way to keep Hugo and yourself safe and your friends is fire. The rats are afraid of fire, so you have to light things. So you'll go in dark areas and you need to light stuff. And man, it just casts amazing shadows. It has that soft, warm glow around the fire. If you've been around a fire, you kind of know what I'm talking about. I just, I absolutely was blown away the entire time. I, there's not one bad thing I can say about the graphics. I wish I could be like, you know, every once in a while, there'd be a smudge on a building or whatever. No, I mean, this is top of the line graphics to the point that I kept going. And this is like a little independent developer making this. This is not a big deal. And I, I had to do research to make sure. And yes, this is an indie developer that was able to get enough financing to secure a AAA budget. But at the same time, like it's still a small team making this. And I'm just going, this is impressive. This is absolutely impressive. So don't worry. They will blow you away this entire game. So gamers, let's jump into the gameplay. Let me just basically tell you what this game is kind of like controlling. For the most part, this is a stealth game. You do not want to be seen by the guards because if the guards come up to you, it's pretty much a one-hit kill. Now, later in the game, you will develop a tool that you can use that if the guards get too close and they're about to hit you in desperation, you can hit it with them or you can sneak up on them and kind of knock them out with it, puts them right to sleep. However, it takes a lot of equipment to build that, so you can only carry one with you. And again, if you're trying to keep all your other options open, you're not going to make a ton of these. But with that being said, it is stealth. You do not want the guards to see you. So a lot of times you're having to distract the guards. You're having to sneak around them. You're having to pay attention to where they're at and kind of follow their routes. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to tell you this. There are some moments in this game that I genuinely was like, I don't know what to do. And it took trial and error. However, once I completed them, I was like, wow, that was awesome. And I say that because there are certain games that you just feel like they're just trying to screw you over on certain parts. I never got through a section that was tough that I didn't go, okay, I see what I was supposed to do. I just wasn't thinking the right way. So it's extremely well balanced. Now, you do have some tools in your tool belt that you can use. Again, you don't want to just get in fights with these people, but 
Amicia has a sling, and that sling is something you can upgrade over time. I'll talk about that in a minute. And what you do, you can sling rocks. And if the enemy doesn't have a helmet on, you can take them out just like that. Really cool. However, it does take a minute to get that thing wound up, to get that sling on. If they're running at you, that can be a little bit tough to aim and get it just right, which obviously, because you're using a sling and they're running, and they might have a helmet on. Now, if they have a helmet on, you have another tool at your disposal, which is like this chemical that kind of burns, so they rip the mask off, and when they do, you get an open shot to take them out. However, if other enemies around and they see this, now you've got other guards coming at you, so you've got this small window to work with. It really makes you stop and think before you do anything of, hey, stealth is more important, but you will find yourself in those positions. You will also find yourself dealing with heavy enemies that you have to be smart with what you do. So, for example, if one of these guys has got a big sword, maybe it's on fire, and he's all in the big chain mail, and you can't knock his helmet off or anything, what you want to do is extinguish that fire that he's got, and then if he's around rats, guess what's going to happen? He's going to get eaten up. So it's really about using your environment, using the tools you have with you. You have a few other ones. Like I said, you have ways to extinguish things. You have ways eventually to call rats to go certain places. There's distraction stuff. And the way you do this is throughout the game, you're going to actually find different items, whether it be leather, cloth, tools to make stuff. And this and this is how you upgrade your sling to make it faster, to make it quieter, to make it stronger. At the same time, your pockets so you can carry more supplies. I highly recommend if you play this game, upgrade your pockets first. You want to be able to carry as many things as possible. And at the same time, you have other items like powder and different kind of ingredients that allow you to build the things like extinguishing fires or to put people to sleep. So you're constantly scavenging throughout the environment to grab as much as you can. I can't tell you how much I loved it. But you know what? Let's talk about a little bit more about the combat because you do get into it, like I said, occasionally. And while, yes, a lot of enemies is just really hitting with slings and being careful, if an archer's around, you definitely got to take the archer out. But what about boss fights? In this game, there's probably about three, maybe four of them, what you would consider boss fights. I found all of them to be equally impressive because they never felt cheap. But they did test you. You had to put your skills in use. One of the first ones you fight, all you have is a sling. And this guy's coming at you, and you have to take his armor off, like, one hit at a time. But, again, one hit kills you, even in the boss fights. So you have to be on point. And I don't want you to think I'm talking one hit kills you like a Dark Souls type thing. No, it's not that difficult. It's just you have to be paying attention to what you're doing and play the right way. You're not just going to fly through these things. The final boss... Man, I thought the final boss was absolutely fantastic. It was old school boss where you get three different stages, but at the same time, it was absolutely really cool, really well done. Again, if you make it to the third section, you only have, and I can tell you, there's one part where I only needed to hit the guy one more time, and about two or three times I had to start all the way over just because I made a mistake. But it was so well done that it never had me wanting to throw the controller. It had me going, oh, I can do it better. I can do it better. I know it. I can't complain about the gameplay. Absolutely well done. No difficulty spikes. I mean, I'm really just blown away that this is an indie developer, a small team, and they were able to sit there and craft something so well done. It might not be to everybody's liking, you know, hearing that, oh, yeah, you get one hit and you're dead. But you know what? There's a lot of well-placed checkpoints in this game. I think there was only one checkpoint that I ever was like, oh, man, only because you kind of the checkpoint started. You had to talk to somebody that took like probably 15, 20 seconds, 
and then you could go to the next part. And that just happened to be one of those sections that I died multiple times on. So that checkpoint, I was like, oh, I wish it would have happened after the guy talking. But I never really had an issue any other time. And I'm just saying, like, these boss fights or the situations where you get into where soldiers have fire on them and you got to extinguish all the fire. And before the rats get to them, they light the fire back up and you're like, crap. <laughs> and you're like, oh, man. Uh, it, it makes for tense moments where, again, that connection with your friends that you'll meet in the game, the connection with Hugo, you just want to protect them. So you're trying to do everything you can. Not to mention, you know, if they come at you, you you're kind of screwed. So I love the gameplay. It feeds into the story. It feeds into every part of this. Just, I can't speak highly enough about the game. So gamers, let's talk about trophy and fun factors. And let's start with the trophies. And right out the gate, let me just say that I was able to earn the platinum trophy on this game. And for the most part, the trophies are actually really well done. You're going to get a trophy for every time you complete a level. Obviously, when you beat the game, you'll get a trophy for upgrading your sling all the way, upgrading all the different items. The biggest ones you have to watch out for is the level based trophies. Like you have to do something in a level. You got to pay attention to those. You got to see those. And there are a lot of collectibles in this game. You have flowers. You have toys to find. You have curiosities as they call them. Uh, there's carts that you have to go into. and they, like There's a lot. So be on the mindset of that. Be looking out for it. You may even need to use a strategy guide. The cool thing is you can load into any chapter uh, at any point, especially once you're done with the game, to go back and collect the things you missed. However, as long as you kind of keep track of what you're looking for in each level, that's what I would do. I tended to be able to go through and get everything in one go, and I didn't have to replay anything. So ultimately, I loved it. It made me explore a little bit more. The curiosities are really cool because it gives you a little bit of background for each thing. So the flowers as well, like it was just really cool to grab the flower because it wasn't just grabbing it and it went away. There was a little scene you got with each one that really kind of build that bond between Hugo and Amicia as well so definitely cool stuff didn't really have any trophies that bugged me and again the platinum so there you go that's always a push for me now fun factor I gotta be honest with you fun factor is a little hard to say in this game because it's not the most <laughs> it's not the most uplifting story if you will however when it comes to pure joy of having that controller in hand you can't get any higher I loved it I love stealth games anyway this was right there with it. This was just so fun to try to figure out what to do to get around the people. To interact with your other characters was always cool. And the, just all the settings were so well done, so different. I just, I loved it. The fun factor is just very high on this game. Gamers, it's time for that final review score. Now, this is an indie game. Usually with these indie corner reviews, I give it a little bit of a buffer, and the scores might be a little bit higher just because I feel like with small teams, smaller budgets, they don't necessarily get the same level as like these massive teams get. However, let me just say this. I'm going to give this game a perfect 10. I can't think of anything I didn't like. I connected with the characters, connected with the environments. I'm absolutely excited to play the sequel. Everything about it I loved. If you consider this game to be a regular game and not an indie game, guess what? I'm still going to give it a 10. This is just one of those games. You know, I did an episode one time, Our Video Games Art. And it was a little controversial. And what I meant by that is I just don't like the term video games or art just being applied to every video game. Because it diminishes the games that I feel are truly works of art. Plague Tale Innocence is just a work of art. Bottom line, I loved it. So it's a 10. Whether you consider it an indie game, it's a 10. Whether you consider it a full regular game, it's a 10. I hope you guys play it. I hope you guys enjoy it. 
Look, here's the cool thing. It was free on PlayStation Plus. I know on Xbox you can actually get it on Game Pass. Requiem is coming straight to Game Pass. I will be paying for it happily with the PlayStation 5 because it is Plague's Tale has just caught me. It's going to be something I can't wait to continue the adventures of. So I hope you guys play this game. Here's the deal. If you've played this game and you want to share your thoughts and opinions with me, let me know. If you haven't played this game and this convinced you to try it out, hit me up. TheGraveyardGamerGmail.com I'll be having some pictures on Instagram at TheGraveyardGamer or on Twitter at TheGraveyardG. Till next time, I'll be creeping on the graveyard.